This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 KYNO. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This show is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors. And we have a goal, and that is to give our listeners some really good information about our local market. What's happening in Maine or Vermont might be different than what's happening here. And, it, you know, real estate's like the weather. It, it usually is different. So we want to give you some really good local information. Um, and to help me with that today, I have a couple of guests here. Uh, one of them is our county supervisor, Steve Brandell. Welcome. Hey, Don. Good to be here. It's been a while. Yes, it has been. It's been too long, so uh, we'll have to make this a little more regular. There you go. We also have Kim Huckabee, who is the government affairs director for the Fresno Association of Realtors. And good morning. Good morning, Don. It's good Our, to be here. It's been a while, too. Yes, it has been. Uh, weren't you my uh, backup, my relief, mm-hmm. and you haven't been here for a while? Yeah, you've I, been doing your job. I like it. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, let, let's talk about something that's all near and dear to our hearts, and that is Fresno County. And we got uh, excellent people here today because we have a county supervisor here. We have a newer transplant here uh, in Kim Indeed. moving to Fresno County. And then we've got the original soil, earth, and all in me. Oh, I've, right. I've, I've been here all along. But then you have too, Steve. I just think I have a year or two more on you. Well, maybe. But yeah, I was born and raised in Selma. That's Fresno. That's solid Fresno County. So that is. apart from a few extended vacations, everything else has been right here. The raisin capital of the world. That's right. And you know what, Don? I still, I love table grapes, but I, I'll take Thompson Seedless any day. <laughs> when they start turning golden yellow, oh, they're delicious. Now, when I was a kid, uh, my dad had a laundromat in Selma. Oh, really? Right there in downtown Selma. Yeah. Uh, forget the name of the street but it uh so i used to have to go with them quite a bit down there because if i stayed home i'd fight with my sisters <laughs> no selma <laughs> selma was a wonderful place to grow up in it's, it's a fantastic town now i'm so i'm glad uh to be from selma just last week i went back to the original sal's oh, restaurant i was going to ask about that yeah sal's restaurant with uh, three of my high school buddies and so it's fantastic all right that's on Excellent. my list and then Kim, tell us about you. Where are you from? So I uh, moved here from Kern County. Um, it'll be two years in December. It's just flown by. Originally from Maine. Um, but Fresno has become home. Love it here. Um, How long did you live in Maine? I lived there uh, until I was about 20. And then I uh, moved out here, went to school here, built my career here, all that kind of stuff in California, meaning. Yeah. So you've only been here in California the last five years because you're probably, what, 25 years old? Yeah, I'll take that. Sure. Sounds good to me. Uh, Now, Kim, you know, Fresno and Bakersfield, we kind of trade barbs all the time. But in a way, it seems more like we're more like cousins, right? We've got a a lot of similarities. But what do you think? What are the differences between? Uh, Well, I mean, they are. They they just are. There are major differences. And I think, uh, you know, coming from Kern County and Bakersfield in particular, 
when we're, we were looking at the move, I thought, well, you know, that that's an easy move, Fresno. I, I'd done a lot of work up here, spent time, um, but didn't wasn't really immersed in the culture. You know, didn't really have a, a good understanding of the layout and all the amazing things that the entire Fresno County has to offer. Um, let's put it this way: I'm now a homeowner up at Shaver. Uh, I can be 45 minutes from my door. To up there lakes trees i mean just there are so many amazing things i mean the freeway systems um i actually think fresno county and and the city does a, a tremendous job dealing with trash and um the pride of the area i don might want to shut me up i can keep going on i mean restaurants <laughs> um and it's a culture right it, it's just a, it's a different culture uh i think there. I feel like there's a lot more of the whole vibe of that there's more that connects us than, than divides us um, in a lot of ways. I like um, that. Yeah. No, I, I really I do, do see it. And I would say another really big difference is I think maybe like Kern, Bakersfield, they identify more with like L.A. Mm-hmm. And I, and I can see a more of a shift here towards maybe north, uh, you know, west. It's, it's interesting, but it's, it's definitely – not the same. Yeah, I spent six months in Oildale once. I had a uh -huh. job. Yeah, and so I would go spend the entire week uh, in Oildale, come back to Fresno on the weekends, and uh, I don't think I would want to move to Oildale. No. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, we probably have some listeners in Oildale, so I, I won't say too much, but um, no, in fact, my I'm glad to be in My husband grew up in Oildale. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah, I yeah. went to high school in right. Oildale. He doesn't want to move back to Oildale, Understood. but, you know, maybe a, a good place to grow up. You know, I've been fortunate enough to where I've been able to travel around the world quite a bit. But I always tell people, California is geographically the best place ar around. But Fresno is great because we're located centrally where we c in one day we could be at four national parks. Uh, and, and I mean, I don't mean traveling there for one day. Mm -hmm. you, you can go there leave Fresno in the morning, go to Pinnacles National Park, Yosemite National Park. You can go to San Francisco, Los Angeles. Absolutely. And return for the night. Mm -hmm. uh, and how many? And we get to live affordably, right? We still right. can, uh, you know, uh, afford for, for most, you know. Um, it is a much better scenario regarding costs than the rest of the state. That's for sure. I used to work a lot with relocating doctors that were um, – you know, they knew they, a lot of them said, I've never been to California before. What can you tell me? I would tell them that Fresno is more like a little town in Kansas than it is the rest of California mm -hmm. because we are an island to ourselves. We're yeah. equal distance almost between the Bay Area and Southern California. Um, we're far enough away, but we're close enough. It's just you, perfect. You know, you ask all the reasons to. Uh, to be to live here mm -hmm. to choose to live here and you know it's tough here we are in labor day weekend and it's 109 it's going to be like 111 tomorrow um but and so it's a real tough time to, to talk about the positives <laughs> when you walk outside and feel like you're going to stick to the concrete but there's so many positives you know uh, getting to the coast getting to the mountains you have a you have a home in shaver you can go up to huntington just kick back be refreshed go to the coast and Always, when I travel to the Central Coast, what do you see? Fresnance, right? Yeah. 
So it's a good it's a good good place to be, like you said, Don. Centrally located, you can get anywhere. But there's other stuff. You know, we have an affordable lifestyle here. I, I read a report the other day that if you or your family make a hundred thousand dollars in Fresno, and you wanted to live that same lifestyle in San Jose, you'd have to make two hundred and forty thousand dollars mm-hmm. from a so, hundred thousand to two forty. Yeah, just in the cost it. of living. And, uh, you know, the mortgage, the rent, whatever, you know, just everything is so much more. And so it's an affordable life. And I mean, the prices of our homes have have gone up in the last, well, several years, which is great. And that's what we're talking about Mm -hmm. today. But they're still affordable, right? Right. When you compare us to the rest of California. Mm -hmm. And so we see an influx of people coming into the valley. And if you're going to come into the valley, you're going to come into Fresno. You know, there's... There's jobs, there's things to do, and, and this centrally located thing that we've been talking about. So, What about jobs, though? Maybe somebody in San Jose can afford that. Well, well they can afford a, a bigger lifestyle because they get paid more. What about jobs here? Is there a lot of them? You know, there, there are jobs here, and there's a lot of jobs that we're really working hard to bring online. Uh, I'm personally, um, in my role as a supervisor, working to bring a industrial park uh, in unincorporated Fresno County, just south of the city of Fresno, between Fresno and Fowler. And at full build-out, and it would take about 12 years to get there, but at full build-out, it's supposed to be about 40,000 jobs. So we're always working on that. That's something we never let slide. But there's jobs available. And you know one thing, Don, that the pandemic taught us is, you know, we can work from home, Right. So you had, you know, now you're in San Jose, you know, it takes you, uh, you know, an hour to, to go 15 miles to work. You think, do I really want to do this forever? I could go, I could buy a home in Fresno. I could work remotely, maybe make a couple of trips up mm-hmm. to the, to the Bay or the East Bay, you know, every a couple times a month, but you still, so I think we've seen a lot of people really take a look at uh, the Central Valley. Yeah, and I, and to, to that point, I would even I would go a little further and just say that I mean, think about quality of life issues. If you're stuck in traffic, I mean, these the commute times for someone in San Jose, if they're able to live in a place like Fresno, go for meetings, you know, yeah. here there, I mean, you're getting a lot more done. Yeah, one of my great friends, Kim, was the uh, manager of the Costco inside of San Francisco. He lived on the East Bay. It was a 26 mile trip one oh. way. And it often would take him over two hours to go 26 miles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's, and that's just, probably, you know, there and back, yeah, right? right? I mean, yeah, that's and, just too painful. And I mean, um, <laughs> Kim and I, we got caught in a traffic jam the <laughs> other day. But, um, but you know, and that happens occasionally on 41. But it's just a, you know, it's just a few minutes and then you're past it. Yeah. And, you know, Steve, if you were a realtor, you would know all the alternate routes and all the shortcuts. <laughs> yeah. I got off on Shields. I probably could have made a better choice, but there was a big wreck on 41 and I had to, had to get out of that scene. Yeah, I have all a right. lot to learn. I was just going to say, that's one of the advantages of being a realtor is, you know, things that the typical person doesn't know, but it doesn't really matter in life. <laughs> right. Oh, right. uh, well, it does. And that's the importance of using a realtor at the end of the day, right? That's right. Oh, that's a great plug right there. Mm-hmm. Now, going back to why Fresno County. So I, I'm curious, in our real estate circles, Steve, we, we've heard that there's out-migration happening in California. You know, all the U-Hauls are leaving California. 
but yet the central valley the <clears throat> excuse me the central valley has people more people moving in than moving out is that what you're seeing or yeah, I think that's what we're seeing. There's a big demand uh, in the county, in, especially inside the city of Fresno, but also within the county to plan for more people. So the state puts uh, requirements on us to plan for X number of uh, housing units. That we know they're going to happen. Uh, it's all a factor of the market, you know, and, and right now with everything going on with mortgage rates and everything, you, there's a, a little bit of a slowdown there. So the builders have kind of stopped building now. Uh, you guys both know this, so... I'm not telling you anything new, but the builders have really backed off on new housing. So um, it's expensive. It's expensive. Yeah. But still, we're planning on it. We're making plans. Mm -hmm. All right. It is time for our first commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio on 940 KYNO. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and here it is, the month of September. So playing the music, September, by Earth, Wind, and Fire, was finally very appropriate. We play it all the time, but at least this month is appropriate. And our <laughs> guests uh, are also here. And that's Kim Huckabee, who is the Government Affairs Director for the Fresno Association of Realtors, and Steve Brandow, who is a county supervisor for Fresno County. And uh, thank you for being here. Let's find out a little bit about what's happening in Fresno County. Is uh, uh, what, What's hot at the Board of Supervisors right now? Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff going on where, um, you know, everybody knows September, back to school, things really get rolling again. In the summer, everybody's doing their vacations. There's a little bit of a doldrums, but... Uh, we're, we're back at it really hard. Fresno County does its budget at the end of summer. Most agencies are like the city of Fresno, do it at the beginning of summer and roll up in uh, by June. But we start, we want to get all of our numbers, what's coming in for sales tax, property tax, all of those. Um, we get all that information from the state of California throughout the summer. So we ended up postponing our budget. So we do ours in September. We, we've got that at our next board meeting, really. But so that's what we're busy on right now. All the departments, of course, every department wants as much money as they can get to do as much as they can do. Uh, but with the economy kind of shifting underneath our feet a little bit, uh, we're taking a very conservative approach, you know, in our projections and making sure that we don't overstep. We don't want to be in that spot where we go, oh, crumb, and we have to lay people off or anything like that. So um, we're working through that budget process. But there's always a lot going on in the county. Earlier this year, we opened up a new um, building for our district attorney. Uh, we've got our assessor recorder is just a, about to do a ribbon cutting for a brand new building that he's moved into. Um, we're going to have a new share, a, a new jail opening. Cross our fingers before the end of the year. Some of our projects are getting set back for little technical reasons, and um, the jail is one of those. We already wanted it open, actually, but and then we've got a sheriff's substation. Uh, in South Fresno as well. So there's a lot kind of going on as far as capital projects. And then uh, in, in-house, in we're really working on the budget. All right. What are some of the county services? Right, so let's say somebody moves here from Maine yeah. <laughs> or from Colorado, and they move to Fresno County. What can they see that the county provides for, for them? 
Well, you know, and so this is really what the county does, what all counties do. They dispense money through programming, not not really cash money, but uh, there's a lot of state uh, services that we provide to people that have need, right? And so the county dispenses that through a lot of services. So one of our biggest departments is the Department of Social Services, and they take care of the elderly. They take care of young kids. They take care of families that are hurting. Maybe the fam- family's gone through a catastrophe and uh, somebody's gone to jail and there needs to be a kid, uh, uh, children repl- uh, put in a new home and d- different things like that. So there's a lot of work that the county does to help people who are either down on their luck or, f- or facing something pretty serious in their lives. And so, and then, you know, with the economy kind of bouncing around, we've seen a lot of that lately. A lot of the food distribution programs are just at all time highs. Um, homelessness is a, you know, we're still gro- in that world is still expanding. There's things being done in that world, like the, um, taking hotels, uh, old beat up hotels that we've seen on 99 and in Golden State for years are being transformed into a place uh, where the homeless can live. That's kind of unique. That's happening. Uh, mostly that's inside the city of Fresno. But, you know, there's a lot going on um, as far as meeting the needs of people that are in a hard in a hard place. So that's really what the county does yeah, a lot of. And, and really, um, and I'm still learning as I, I'm here in Fresno, um, it's my understanding that really the, the county does all or the bulk of the social ser- I mean social services mental health it's really the county that it, it not you know generally you'll see you know some sort of partnership or you know something but it seems like the county really is no you got it Kim you, a great example is COVID right mm-hmm. that's that's public health you know that's there's doctors involved Absolutely. there's you know professionals yeah. that make sure that we're all all our ducks in a row to get vaccines out to people to you know to get covid tests out to people to make all of that stuff available i mean the demand was huge so you're right cities even big big massive cities like the city of fresno they don't do that role okay now they can kind of partner with us as you said even the hospital systems can partner with us but it's public health and then you mentioned um, mental health behavioral health so if you think of covid there was a lot of people that were their lives were damaged by covid itself but then there's a lot of other people damaged by the mental health issues sure. that came out of COVID, right? So yeah, and I even I thought a lot about even just like uh, you know foster kids and yep. I mean social services. That's such a broad, huge word, and there's so much that's done on a day to day basis, and everything that we've gone through with COVID and everything else last two years. I mean, it's it's pretty amazing. <laughs> um, what is under that county umbrella as far as that goes? It's a lot. Yes, and you know, people don't realize it. Well, some of us that grew up here do. No, Fresno County is 6,000 square miles. It's bigger than some states, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just huge. So, I mean, um, getting all of that stuff done in the farthest reaches of Fresno County, it's, you know, it takes a lot of horsepower. So we spend a lot of time, you know, uh, the city of Fresno, everybody kind of understands that. I was a Fresno City Council member. That's pretty easy to understand. But, you know, when you talk about Kalinga, Mendota, and um, mountain communities mm-hmm. and, and, and culture is so different, a lot. right? Yeah. Right, totally. Yeah, wow. What, what services does the county provide that are housing related? And I realize that housing generally falls under the local municipality, the cities. But yeah, I guess 
our role is more in planning. So we, you know, are, we're going through a general plan overhaul. It's taken a lot of time, um, but we're inside of that document and that's supposed to be good for 25 years, but usually it needs a refresher about every 10 years. So, um, but we, it's a huge document. We're right in the middle of that. That starts to plan. Okay. You know, where are people moving? Where they where are they interested? Where could we plan for additional housing in Fresno County? So, you know, you, you have to, it's not just Fresno, it's also Kerman. How much, what is Kerman's role in filling those numbers that people need? So uh, that is kind of, Fresno County would be more involved in the planning of that throughout the communities that make up Fresno County. But the individual agencies like the city of Fresno probably do much more when it comes to executing, you know, um, zoning where the houses are going to be and so forth. So um, we do partner with a lot of folks. Um, we partner with Habitat for Humanity, the Fresno Housing Authority. We partner with a lot of folks um, to make some of these projects happen. I, I, I can't resist on this one. You know, something I've been thinking a lot about is local government and the role. And you just, you know, sort of explain it. You know, it's allocation of dollars and allocation of resources. And, you know, what is the role, right? I mean, you're really managing and overseeing items that are for the public good, right? Yeah. I mean, we're talking about sewers, trash, water. I mean, that is the main responsibility, you know, of government. And it, um, as we ask about like what resources, what services, well, you know, I mean, do that one right and everything else should follow. Yeah. That and public safety. Oh yeah. Public Sorry, safety fire. is the other biggie. I, yeah. Whoops. You know, and yeah. And so between um, our sheriff's department and, and uh, fire, uh, we've, you know, we do a good job covering that. You know, we're going to say goodbye in January to Sheriff Mims. She's had a fantastic career in Fresno County and been a wonderful sheriff. She's going to be replaced by another great guy, a guy named John Zanoni. And uh, so we, we're doing really well there. And you know what's funny, Kim? If if you live in a county island in the city of Fresno, you love your sheriff's deputies mm -hmm. there. So, you know, uh, I think they just do a fantastic job. So between public safety and then all the services that yeah. we just talked about, that's, it's a lot. And people don't, people can easily kind of connect with the city that they live in. They see municipal government mm -hmm. working. I mean, like take, for instance, the city of Fresno, you read about it on the Fresno Bee or different media sources all the time. Right. The county kind of flies under the radar. We're really getting a lot done. But I don't know if sexy is the right. Maybe it's not as sexy. Yeah. The, the stories. But there's a lot of stuff we get done on a day to day basis. And it's the stuff that, you know, at the end of the day, when you look at public opinion surveys, it's the stuff that really matters. What matters. But right. It's housing. It's it's safety. It's, you know, um, all that stuff. Yep. You know, that people need to feel secure. You're probably the right guy to ask this question of Steve. Why are there so many county islands inside the city of Fresno? And for example, the geographical center of Fresno it is would be somewhere around Old Fig Garden, which is a county island. But then there's also the Mayfair District, the Sunnyside District. What? Why is that? <laughs> yeah, and my my district, my county supervisor district has the most county islands. But uh, Supervisor Magzig has them in Clovis, Tarpey Village. You know, Supervisor Quintero has a number of them as well. And it just had to do, you know, we, t you know, we always talk about how Fresno grew, right? And sometimes we wish we could go back and make some changes. Like, why were you thinking that back in the day? But, you know, what would happen would we would grow on the extreme outer shell of the city at that time. And so sometimes even jump two or three miles out 
and then the way development would happen before long <coughs> excuse me if you if you weren't thinking about it you'd end up with a county island and then once they're a county island they hardly ever change because it takes a vote of the people mm-hmm. in those settings surprisingly enough like you take for instance old fig that i represent they don't want your sidewalks they don't want sidewalks right. and they want trees to grow up over the street you know what I mean? And it's beautiful Absolutely. and it's very unique. And so you're not going to ever get them to vote themselves to become part of the city of Fresno. So that's one. It's a problem, but it's a benefit at the same time. Right, right. Um, and I, I have noticed that there's been a few leapfrog developments. For example, Harlan Ranch uh, in, in Fresno County, where it jumped out several miles past the rest of the city development. Um, and now, of course, development is catching up to it, but there's also Quail Lake. Um, so I guess that's how those county islands. Well, get formed. you remember uh, in in recent weeks the uh, uh, community hospital system has been in the in, has been in the news. But and I remember when Clovis Community first went in. I mean, Don, it was way out there. Remember that was like yeah. man, it's a drive to get to this hospital. Now there's neighborhood after neighborhood all up around that hospital. So I think that was actually pretty good growth. And I think Mm -hmm. Hardin Ranch pulled it off as well. Yeah. I remember when they put Woodward Park way, way out there. And I'm thinking, that's crazy. Why would they put it so far out? Of course, you know, as an 18-year-old kid, I guess I just didn't have the vision that I needed. Was that in the 1800s, Don? I, I, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Steve. I, I wanted to say that. But, uh. yeah. You know, as soon as I said that, both of you, mm-hmm. your lit eyes lit up, and it's like, I think I just set you up. I thought, so, he must be way older than I think he is. So with that, we're going to go to a commercial break, so off the air I can get these two back. Thank right. you. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and we are so privileged today to have in the studio with us Kim Huckabee, who is the Government Affairs Director of the um, Fresno Association of Realtors. And then I was just messing with Steve Brandauer, our county our board of supervisors, <laughs> on the board of supervisors. You're messing with him or we're messing with you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And... Um, of course, yeah, when I said we were so privileged, I looked at Steve and then immediately turned and announced Kim. <laughs> so <laughs> Threw me I'm for trying to get you back. Hmm. <laughs> Let, let's talk about housing in the county. And um, I, I've got a few stats that I can throw out there because, boy, um, you're hearing all kinds of statistics out there right now that are trying to prove a narrative. And where do you... What, if you're, I have a question for you, Steve. If you're going to have a hearing at a at a board meeting, um, on a particular housing issue, can, uh, where do you get stats from? It, well, that's kind of a setup question because I usually call you, <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, and that just happened, Don. What about four weeks ago? I was doing a program um, with GV Wire, and um, and I thought, man, we have got to find out the facts on this so I gave you a call uh, and I asked you if you could even be on the show you couldn't that week I think you were going to be out of town but uh, you gave us a couple good people right and so right because our stats are local and um, you just yeah in fact let me throw a few out there all right so 
I did Fresno County, and I'm comparing the first seven months of this year to the first seven months of 2021. Now, I want a disclaimer. When you compare anything in housing to 2021, it may not be fair. <laughs> that, because I think 2022, and particularly September 2022, is closer to normal than what September 2021 was. You know, people are saying, oh, sales are down. Yeah, but the real story is that sales were way high in 2021. Right. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, very interesting point. And even 2020 would have been even. Yeah, it's hard to compare anything to 2020 yeah. also because that was just odd. In, in fact, I almost think that our best comparisons right now would be, if you wanted really good stats, would be to compare 2022 to 2019, 2018, because that was yep. before we became COVID impacted. Mm -hmm. And, and we, we were COVID impacted in Fresno County's home sales by not just the shelter in place, but the rebound from mm -hmm. it. That rebound where uh, yeah, that's a good point with interest rates and everything. In fact, in 2020, in March, I think I remember being in escrow on a rental prop. I mean, the, the market was hot. Those interest rates were, you know, uh, yeah, I think that that is probably a more. You're bringing out a good point. I want to. Okay, sorry. I'm getting ahead of you. We're going to talk about something here. I'm going to ask you a question that none of us would be the expert on. Okay. But it's we're just people that are, you know, that uh live and work here in Fresno County. But if it were not for COVID, the impact of COVID-19, would the interest rates have been so low for so long? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think it was a, it was a smart decision at the time at, for the, you know, we started to see a problem. The economy was, you know, things were, getting slow things were starting to shut down and this was one way people always needed the housing to keep things moving to not you know we saw i mean we did learn a lot of lessons last time around you know recessions market crash um had we not had COVID, i do not think we, they would have stayed that low that long i i i'm not i'm not sure because i have a whole different take on COVID. so i think COVID is what what took out president trump right i mean mm -hmm. the COVID crisis in the first year of his administration, I mean, I mean, it, it almost looked like America was going to take the world back over again, right? And just a lot of, um, you know, policies that just were driving the economy to just all time crazy high. And so with COVID, it took him out of the picture. And I don't know what would have happened if we hadn't had COVID, right? Mm -hmm. So now we've got Joe Biden, and I guess everybody can make up their own mind. But uh, I know I'm feeling the pain. I'll just put it to you that way. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so there's a global answer, a bigger answer of what did COVID do? And then there's the more specific answer. So, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. yeah. And, and my take on it is that the very, very low interest rates that we saw in the twos and the low threes was artificially held down by the Fed to help recover from COVID. But then it stayed too long. It didn't just stay mm -hmm. six months. It stayed almost two years. Yeah, I would agree with that, Don. And I mm -hmm. think that's, I mean, 
I was before these last interest hikes really started. You know, we had these announcements from the Fed, but where it's going to end up, all, you know, all of that. I, I mean, as someone who gets concerned about you know markets and things like that, I was as we were starting to see this incredible competition. And because of the housing crisis that we face because of CEQA and, you know, you know, all these bad policies just in general in California, nationally, you started to see these um, very competitive bids, you know, to get housing. And you start seeing people paying, you know, whether it's 10 percent over 100 grand over, depending on where you live, maybe a million dollars over in the Bay. Well, that can only sustain so long before that situation is going to cause a crisis. So I was actually sitting around after visiting, you know, hearing our members' stories and things happening. And I was like, for the love of God, please let these interest rates rise now so we can stabilize. Right. Yeah. It, and it's it's like we had too much sugar on mm-hmm. top of everything for too long. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the interest rates just, and think about their fixed interest rates. And by the way, a fixed interest rate is the best hedge against inflation that you can imagine. Mm-hmm. So, heck, even in the year 2050, you're, you still know what your housing cost is going to be. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, you guys are the experts, but there's not that many folks on variable anymore, right? Oh, no. Well, That's yeah. gone way down as far as an option for people. However, yeah, I was going to say, however, he, I've had a, several media requests on this lately. Um, yeah. It's interesting. A, a variable or an adjustable is a really, really good loan for a very small percentage of people. Mm-hmm. They maybe, maybe don't maybe don't have other options. I mean, and there are times where you can be smart and, you know, I mean, that works for you. And if you, you do it right, that's great. But if you don't qualify and you mm-hmm. have one of those and, you know, mm-hmm. all the, you know, sort of scenarios and traps that people fell into in the past, you know, th- those things still exist. The, the standards have, you know, greatly tightened and everything else. But, yeah, there's a few. Now, this coming from, uh, I'll borrow Steve's word, an old guy like me, yeah. uh, <laughs> where I was around when interest rates were double digit consistently and now that they're around five how much closer to zero are we really going to get so you're gambling i think there's a lot more if you're considering a variable or an adjustable i i would who knows but here's the here's the good question is there there is probably a better chance that it goes up than it goes down well i think there's i mean there, there's a limit, right? I mean, it's all sort of there. There's a system and a way it all, you know, needs to work out. I don't see it going too much incredibly high. I mean, the Fed's already said where it's going to eventually stop. It's going to, you know, go up, go back, you know, blah, blah, blah. But um, oh, I lost my train of thought. You'll have to take over, Donna. Well, yeah, really that's good a good point, point though. How you're sh- When you say the Feds are doing this, it shows that it is controlled. Or, or not that they can control it exactly, but they're the ones who can keep it down, make it go up. And they're doing that in response to the economy. Right. And the market prices. And that's where I was going. So there I, you go. I have my daughter is uh, 22. And when I moved here to Fresno, uh, you know, she was uh, before I moved here, she was at home going to college. You know, she had a job and all that kind of stuff. 
she didn't want to move with us. And so I'm like, well, you're going to get an apartment. What are you going to do? You know, uh, there was a shortage of rentals. She ended up finding a, a little, uh, a lovely condo. To me, it was overpriced. But as I sat down and did the math with the low interest rates, I'm like, oh, no, actually, you're, I mean, yes, are you crazy? Buy it. Yeah, let's be done. And at the time, you know, she qualified for, you know, um, different CARES Act funding and Mm -hmm. things that were available and, you know, came very little out of her pocket. But yeah, a lot of this is, again, around, you know, market price, you know, market drives it. And that's another thing we always have to remember. We got to stay out of the way of that, you know. Mm Yeah, I'm a big fan of staying out of the way of the market. Uh, and, and, you know, it's I, I don't you know. We have already got a signal what the Fed is going to do. They're going to raise rates here in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. again. Yep. Right. And so I think shouldn't we see the mortgage rate kind of trickle back up again? Mm-hmm. A few more. Yep. Little. A few more notches. You would think that, except I heard a couple of um, uh, loan officers talking the other day that they feel like the added pricing is already built into the price right now so, interesting so because and by uh building in it, there's an investor out there who eventually buys all these mortgages so they're already anticipating this raise so they've already raised their wholesale price to the retailers interesting yeah you know i i heard that from um uh, an economist that i think we both know well not that long ago i think that that's actually yeah they know where it's gonna we're going to land. Now that we've been talking about Fed policy and, and interest rates, let's take a commercial break so we can scratch our head and think, where is this all going to go? There you so, go. But we'll be right back to Welcome Home Radio, 940 KYNO. I'm proud of the house we built. It's stronger than sticks, stones, and steel. It's not a big place sitting up high. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and we're so lucky today to have Steve Brandell, a Fresno County supervisor in the studio with us, along with Kim Huckabee, our government affairs director at the association. And I want to talk a little more on housing, and I want to throw out these stats and just so that people can really see where the market is, is going. So that first seven months of this year, um, we've had 4,887 sold sold homes. That's down from 5,284. So about a 400 home drop in, in seven months. But remember what I said in the last segment, my gut feel is that 2021 was the high point. We're more closer to normal right mm-hmm. now. But here's something. And because people think, oh, sales are dropping, so prices are going to drop. Well, the first seven months of 2021, the median sold price was $350,000. It is now 403000 for the same period this year. So it's actually gone up. Um, Simple wh- economic principles, right? Supply, demand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, period. Yeah, and it seems like, so the supply of housing is starting to build, but it's not crazy. It's not like in a crazy amount, and you don't see people in distressed sales get dumping their house, right. you know, like we saw in the Great Re- Recession, right? So all of those 
fear tactics that I hear, you know, because I'm not like you guys know that your stuff backward and forward. I start thinking, what's happening? I better check. And you go on YouTube or something like that. You think you're going to get some info. They act like everything's falling apart, you know, in crisis and, you know, all this melodrama about housing. It's all it's kind of planned right now. And in houses are what they're taking a, a few weeks longer to sell. Maybe they're not getting that super inflated price that they were thinking about asking. But, you know, I just don't see it going crazy. I called my realtor, Dawn and Kim. I called her about maybe eight or nine weeks ago. And I just wanted to check. And I said, Catherine, you know what? What, a, what am I? How's my house gone down in value? No, Steve, it's actually still probably trickled up. Oh, I, yeah. You know, and so now here's my caveat. I think, you know, there's probably different regions in California or across the country, like Boise or something like that, you know, where maybe it went up so much that they're seeing it come back down mm-hmm. 10% or something. But I don't think we, we haven't seen that kind of no, thing locally, and, and, right? No, I mean, I tell my friends, my family, and by the way, I'm not a realtor. I just hang out with them all the time and I defend them and, you know, the policies that govern what they do. And I will just say, I mean, it's not going to happen in the foreseeable future, maybe not in my lifetime, where we're building so much that we can create a situation like a Boise or Nashville. I mean, last time I was in Nashville, just the crane. I mean, we have policies that I'm not sure we're, you know, Mm going to get ironed out at mm-hmm. the state and federal level, I mean, you guys are doing a great job finding ways to build, you know, uh, around all of that and, you know, um, adequately adequately deliver housing for our population. But at the end of the day, I mean, we're still going to have competition for these properties. It's not even possible for us to create more housing than there is demand for um, in these circumstances in this climate. Would you agree with that, Don? I do. I do. But you made me think of uh, something one of my longtime mentors told me a few years ago. I was complaining to him saying, man, my house used to be worth 400000 Now, Now it's only worth 350000 He said, Don, what'd you buy it for? I said, well, 200000 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. He goes, throw your calculator away. Mm-hmm. Would you just live in the home, enjoy it? And, and, you know, he, yeah, you, here you live in Fresno County, this great area. You can see the mountains on both sides of the valley. You, um, well, on a clear day. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it reminds me of the point you brought up in the last segment. I mean, my parents bought their house double-digit um, interest rate, right? And so now uh, when it goes from 2 to 5, everybody freaks out. But it's still historically low, right? Oh, I mean, it's so still not a low. You yeah. know, in a, you know, I think if somebody's wanting to buy a house and they've got you've got the income, they've got the job, you know, and they've got everything together, they're not doing anything stupid. It's really still a good time to buy. And maybe a year or two, interest rates might go back down again. Then you readjust. Mm-hmm. And they, I mean, you can't go wrong. I mean, at the end, I mean, at the end of the day, bottom line, how do you build wealth? How do you, how you know, do you do better for the next generation? It's through, you know, that home ownership and, and, you know, buying property. And I don't care what you're doing. It's going to be cheaper than paying rent to someone else. And you're never going to own that property, never going to be able to roll it into something else, investments, retirement, all of the things that, you know, it's absolutely, you shouldn't be scared of this market. So what I'm hearing you say is 5% interest is still better than 100% rent. 
any day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I would like to remind everybody, to just like my mentor said, throw the calculator away. Don't worry about what market you're buying in, buyer's market, seller's market. Buy a home, mm-hmm. something you can live in, enjoy. And, um, I mean, we all think about our the home that we live in now and, you know, the, the security there, the comfort of it. Um, if you wanted to, Steve, you could be in that home you're in for years and years. Probably will be. Same with you, Kim. Mm-hmm. Um, just that's uh, security. If, if you're renting, um, despite all the laws that are coming out of Sacramento, um, still, you, you can't guarantee that. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't get me started, Don. I don't even, I don't <laughs> think Sacramento knows which way is up when it comes to housing and a lot of problems really. But when you think about housing, what they're doing is they, they're begging us and, and saying we need more housing. And they always say, we need more affordable housing. But in reality, they create so much red tape and so many fees and costs to housing, they're actually defeating their own argument. It's so ridiculous. And, and back to that, to my original argument, why I don't think anytime soon we're going to end up with a situation where we have this overabundance above and beyond our needs in housing because they're, they're creating that. Steve's so. going to like this one here. So I just uh, gave a presentation to a bunch of realtors, and I was talking about long-term investing in, in rental homes. And I said, it's amazing how, from when I started to the year 2020, how stable rental income was. There was a slight rise. Uh, I, I remember a property... Um, when I first bought it in 1990, it rented for $1,000, and now it, it went up to like $1,400. A slight rise for that 30-year mm-hmm. period of time. But now, and that was an unregulated time. That was, the regulation was the relationship between the two parties. Right. You know, good tenant, good, good landlord, uh, all was good. In 2020 new laws came about rent stabilization now rents are on the dramatic rise and i think it's because folks don't have a choice if they don't do it then they lose their right to do it so what are they going to do they don't want to do it if they've got good tenants nobody wants to raise the rent if you've got a great tenant and it's you know it's working it's working i mean you just don't run into that a whole bunch Mm -hmm. you know the mom and pops anyway but it's funny how they try sacramento tried to regulate and um, rental prices, and it actually went the other way. Backfired. And so now we're asking the locals, can you actually come and restabilize right. what this is happening? Right. right. Um, okay, a couple of minutes left in the show. I would like to ask first, Kim, what do you want our listeners to remember most about today's show? Oh, darn it. I thought you were going to let me ask my questions. <laughs> well, we would have. But we're almost right. out of time. Um, hmm. That well, it's. It, it, I, I've got no. Nope, too late now. Uh, no, I. I just want our listeners to know that they shouldn't be scared of you know media stories, things on TikTok, things on YouTube. You know, go out, get the information from a good source. Um, it is still a good time to buy or sell. Um, and there are more resources than ever available um, out there. Um, for 
all you know different types of people that are interested in that and um i would just encourage them to not be afraid all right steve what do you want our listeners to remember most about today's show a couple things that i'll take them in the order that we did the segments so fresno county um i'm glad to say that you know we're in a we're in a stable place uh, the you know recession or whatever's on deck would have to be really crazy before uh, fresno county uh, faced a crisis because we've done a really great job. And so I know you don't, people don't read about the Fresno County politics quite as much as they do as the city of Thank Fresno. You. So yeah, right. And we're very proud of that too, but, uh, we're out there working on everybody's behalf, but back, back to, um, actually real estate and housing. It's really total agreement with Kim. My, you know, investigation education is it's not a time to freak out. Don't panic. Don't sell your house because you think you want to get it now, sell it now, and it's going to go down. You know, I, I'm not seeing that happen. I don't see that in the cards. And so I, do, I want people to not freak out by all the fear mongers. And if you have any questions at all ever about housing, you need to come to the Fresno Association of Realtors because they're the folks with the right info. That's Love right. Love hey, it. thank you. What a way to end the I show. Know. There you go. That was awesome. And thank you to, to the both of you for coming in today and sharing your stories with us. But most of all, thanks to our listeners for tuning in. We really appreciate you. Thank you.